I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Cleveland! This is for you! Ow. What can I say? Mamba out. Yes, yes. Right, we're, we're back. It's all good and dandy, but I'd like to apologize. It's been a minute since the episode. And I could blame a lot of factors, but eh. It's really me. I just haven't wanted to do anything. Uh, I don't know. I haven't felt inspired. Yeah, let's, let's cop out with that. Anyway. We're back. It's after the All-Star break. This is the Free State of Mind, episode 14, I believe. Hey, there's been so much basketball. There's been so much where I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. I, th- this is this is what happens when you take, you know, long-ass breaks. Hey, before we get started, disclaimer, here are dogs barking. Birds chirping, a train go by, dirt bikes, whatever. You would think I'm recording this outside. No. Uh, it's just the situation at hand right now. I got to figure out soundproofing. Once I do that, this will hopefully sound better. Uh, bought a new mic. Helps a little bit. But we really got to start soundproofing. Anyway, guys, let's get into it. We, we haven't done anything since the season started, which, you know, here's the thing. Everybody makes so much out of the first couple weeks of basketball. They're like, oh, this team is that. This team is this. No, you, you don't know anything. I feel like now that we're at the All-Star break, we now know what to expect of these teams. Now that we're past All-Star break. Uh, this is when I feel comfortable making bets on teams because you pretty much are who we who we know you to be at this point. Uh, you know, you're going to have your late season bloomers. You're going to have trades that completely change a team. Maybe a team that wasn't, you know, looking like they could be a championship team now have a chance to make that Cinderella run like the Heat did last year. So... We got time until the trade deadline, but I don't want to get into that. I just want to talk about All-Star break real quick. It was last weekend. Uh, There's really not much to say. It shouldn't have happened. I didn't watch. I boycotted it. I felt like it was unnecessary, and I was validated in that when Embiid and Simmons were put at risk to, you know, track COVID. So, yeah. Adam Silver, you've done a great job with the hand you've been dealt uh, no GM has handled COVID too well. You're dropping the ball as of late. I don't know how much money you really could have made off of this all-star break. You can hide and be like, oh, we did it for charity for HBCUs. This isn't what you guys wanted. Yeah, you're not, you're not fooling me with that, bro. Really, I just wanted the players to have more time off. LeBron played like 14 minutes in the game. A lot of players didn't play too long, you know, Because, shit, man, LeBron's been playing straight basketball for a minute now. Like, that little month and a half off after playing 
playoff basketball, which is the most grueling, and then winning a title, which you give everything you got. Yeah, a month and a half off isn't going to do it. You could at least give the nigga an extra day off, extra day or two off. But hey, it is what it is. You put players at risk to make a little bread and you, you know, you, you hit it under, hey, we're giving a lot of money back. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. Shout out to the players for showing up and smiling through it, acting like they were having a good time and then shuffling to get the fuck out of here as fast as possible. Good job. Um, I didn't watch. I don't think anybody should have watched. I, from what I hear, from, from what I read, it's uh, looking like it was one of the least watched All-Star games in quite a while. Uh, yeah, deservably so. Anyway, that's All-Star break. See, it was quick. Uh, Zion doesn't have ups that we thought he, you know, no, that we knew he had. I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe there's, like, injuries that the Pelicans just will never talk about until, like, Zion releases a book when it's all over. Uh, Steph Curry won the three-point shootout. Mike Conley was a finalist. I didn't think Mike Conley should have even been an all-star this year. I thought, you know, the Jazz kind of got a cop out there. I don't know. Should have been Devin Booker. Really should have been Devin Booker. Didn't make any sense. Oh, well. Sorry, bruh. Once again, you get screwed over. Chris Paul made it, which makes it a little complicated to me. I don't know. Um, slam dunk contest. Magic Johnson thought it was boring. So did everybody else. Don't know who won it. I don't even remember what team he was from. And I don't care. Uh, Sabonis won the skills challenge. That's who I picked to win it. I was right. Um, people are on Chris Paul's dick about, oh, he's lost it, what, four or five times now. Who the fuck cares, bro? It's the Taco Bell skills challenge. Like, nobody cares. Um, yeah, that's all-star break. Moving on. Blake is now in BK. And no, I don't mean Burger King. He is now in Brooklyn. And people are making so many memes like it fucking matters. I'll say this. I saw one meme, and I feel I, this resonates with me. If this motherfucker starts dunking the ball like he like he never did in Detroit, I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be like, nigga, really? Really? Anyway, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, some people are making it bigger than what it is, thinking, oh, my God, they put together this, this Monstars team. I'm like, Blake Griffin has, like, Dark Knight Rises knees. Like, he has no cartilage left in those knees. He is old Batman out there. Uh, not really worried about that. DeAndre Jordan. Who the, I still think that was a dumb signing. Uh, signing. Dumb signing for Brooklyn to get get DeAndre Jordan right after they got Kyrie and KD. I'm like, yeah, you could spend that money elsewhere. It would be nice to still have that money and, you know, maybe keep some other players. Who knows? Uh, the fact that uh, DeAndre Jordan wasn't traded, but Jared Allen was, speaks wonders for how little DeAndre Jordan matters. Uh, Jared Allen really would help this team, but more on that later. Um, yeah, Blake's in Brooklyn. It's not a big deal. Uh, I think he would have been better off the bench for a team. I don't know if that's anything that Brooklyn's going to do, but probably not. Uh, maybe we'll see some lineups. We definitely will see some lineups where he's the five, and that'll be interesting, but, you know, not too hype about it. I would have liked to see seen him go somewhere else and be a bench player, but, oh well. Uh, let's talk about the MVP ladder. Um, you know, 
And B dodged the bullet not getting COVID uh, two nights ago against Washington in Washington. Falls down hard as hell. Yeah, bone bruise in his uh, knee. So probably out two to three weeks, maybe a week. Who knows? Could be longer. Could be less. We really don't know. It's Joel Embiid. It's the Sixers medical staff. He could be dead. We don't know. Um, so yeah, that sucks because I just put money down on him to win MVP, but this changes the MVP ladder. Look, I don't know if I should be a futurist about this or not, but like I said, I don't really know what's going to happen with Joel Embiid and especially with the Sixers medical staff. I don't really know. But I'm just going to go by what I had when I wrote my notes. Joel Embiid is the front of the MVP race. That could easily change. But 30 and 10, those numbers are nothing to joke about. Nobody's done that for quite some time. I want to say the 80s. I, yeah, I don't even think Shaq did 30, uh, 30, 30 and 11. And here's the thing. Shaq was a very decent defensive player. Embiid is an elite defender, in my opinion. Um, and he prides himself on that. He said he cares more about being a defensive player of the year than being MVP. Well, that's probably going to be your running mate, Ben Simmons, as defensive player of the year, but oh well. Uh, we, I guess you might have to settle for MVP. Really, you might have to, you know, settle for that. We don't know after this injury. Uh, second on my list, and I don't... I don't feel good about saying this at all. I really don't. Um, James Harden. James Harden is playing basketball the way it was meant to be played. This is when when young boys will just want to have their ISO game and that's it. I'm like, okay, that's half of it. Now put it all together. Get your teammates involved. Well, ISO means I got to finish with scoring. No, man. Break them down, force double teams, move the rock, easy buckets. You don't have to absorb contact all the time and beat double teams. You don't have to do that. Just make the smart play. And James Harden has been doing that, much to my dismay. I, I don't want to award him, you know, the MVP trophy. And, you know, you look at my track record. I've said, I'm on record as saying I think he should have been a three-time MVP. Definitely a two-time. The fact that he's only a one-time is despicable. But what he did to the Rockets, in my opinion, was despicable. And, you know, he's giving back money to Houston when things are going bad in Texas with that snowstorm. And, you know, he had his little apology uh, interview as well. And they played a little video for him when he finally played in Houston. He got booed and he got cheered. It's mixed feelings. It's not mixed feelings with me, really. I don't like what he did. And I, I don't want to award that. So I guess it is mixed feelings because I have him here number two. Uh, like I said earlier, he's playing the game the way it's meant to be played. He can obviously score at a high clip when he's asked to. He's leading the league in assists, and you know I'm a sucker for that. Moving the rock is so important, and he's doing it better than anybody right now. And that's without Kevin Durant, and sometimes without Kyrie Irving, because you know he disappears. Uh, but hey, man, I gotta give him the credit for his stats, his play style. 
and how he's just, it's a complete 180 from what we saw in Houston, where he was just this ISO heavy, everything runs through me, and by everything I mean, yeah, I might get eight assists, but I'm really trying to drop 60. Maybe he had to do that in Houston. I don't think he did, but maybe that, that was the game plan. They were just like, we have to do this. But, you know, Mike D'Antoni wanted to do that, so he did that. And the funny part is, you got Mike D'Antoni in, in Brooklyn. Steve Nash is clearly running things. And Steve Nash has him doing what I think Steve Nash could have did when he was on the Suns. But, you know, that style of play wasn't popular to... The shooting more threes and all that. There's no way Steve Nash couldn't be a 26 and 11 guy in this league. And that's, I'm pretty sure those are the numbers that James Harden's putting up. So that's very telling. And it's, it's very fascinating. I don't know if anybody's ever thought about that, but just think of the correlation between Steve Nash's game being in 2008, winning back-to-back -back MVPs that I don't agree about. But if you put him in 2021, he would be doing what Harden's doing. Yeah, that's exactly what we're seeing. And this, I can award MVP. I just don't like what he did. Third, Jokic. I had him at first when the first two weeks came out. But you know, things change. We overreact. He's worked, he's fucked up. He's worked his way back up into the top three. And yeah, Jokic is one of those players where he's who I make in 2K, or at least try to make. Tall player, passes the ball well, does everything the right way, can score, can stretch the floor. Uh, you know, he's just not a decent rim protector. I mean, no, he's not. And... I can't really blame him on that. He does so much on the offensive end. Like, he literally takes the ball up. It's hard to pluck him because he puts the ball where he can't get it. He uses his body to shield the ball. And he's smart, so he makes the right dribble as well. It's just so, so much of an offensive load that it'd be nice if he could stuff people at the rim, but he just doesn't do that. And, you know, I can't really fault him for it, but if he did that just to a, you know, a decent level, I can maybe put him at 2B here, but I can't. He's at the third spot. There's a distance between him and Harden, and you guys got to accept that, and I do every day. It sucks. I really want to put Jokic in front of him, but I just can't. I really can't. Uh, Next. Dame Dollar. All the injuries and COVID nonsense that has happened with the Trailblazers. He just stays afloat. He he keeps being... I honestly look at him as sort of a pseudo Kobe Bryant with how, his mannerisms, how he's a killer at the end of games, how he's a killer against people he just doesn't respect and doesn't like. Well, I won't say respect, but doesn't like, doesn't care for. Um... He's a murderer out there, a full-blown assassin. The only difference between him and Kobe, other than height, um, and now I think Kobe was an actual psychopath, um, Damian Lillard doesn't have the front office that the Lakers have. He doesn't have, you know, 
the ability to tell people, yeah, I play in Los Angeles. I play in one of the premier destinations. He doesn't play for an organization that doesn't hang division banners. He he can't. It's a, he lives in a he plays for a team with one banner. One championship title. You see all the stars on the Lakers court. Those are championships. Some in Minneapolis, but you know, whatever. Uh he doesn't have that. He doesn't have he doesn't play for a team that has Jerry West, the fucking logo of the team, being GM for another team and swindling his own team's best player out from uh, out from Memphis. Yeah, we're just gonna call it out. He took Pau Gasol straight from Memphis, put him on the Lakers for cheap. Turned out Mark Gasol is really good, but nobody knew. Um, and yeah, basically handed the Lakers titles right there. He doesn't have an organization that has those connections. He's not a part of a team like that. So the fact that he keeps this mantra going where he's like, I don't want to be on the super team. I don't want to play anywhere else. I'm going to kill these niggas and won't ball out. Please listen to my mixtape. He just keeps it going. He doesn't change up for anything. I got to I gotta give him the respect. His numbers don't pop out to me like they do Jokic, but he's not, a ve he's not very far from him. I got him here at number four, and I'm quick with this last one. Number five, LeBron. Uh, hey, you're you were hot. You were number two for a while, but he's just gassed, man. You know, he wanted that MVP, but I don't think he wants it anymore like that. He's seen what Embiid has done. He's seen what Harden's doing. He's seeing Dame, Jokic, and even Steph Curry, who I just had him beating out here. Uh, I believe Steph and LeBron are in the same category. They're just, I don't know. Physically, LeBron's tired. Mentally, I think Steph is just going through shit he hasn't had to go through in quite some time. To the point that it's basically foreign. Uh, LeBron, like I said, played all that straight basketball. Uh, 14 minutes in an all-star game because he's tired. And AD went down. So... I really think they were just going to do a relay on who's running the uh, who's running the Lakers. Just, all right, I'm starting to get gassed. Your turn to carry. Cool, got it. All right, I'm getting gassed. Your turn to carry. But AD went down. So now it's just LeBron doing a pretty decent job winning enough games. But I don't know. This campaign doesn't scream MVP to me. It just doesn't. And mentally for Steph... Well, we saw the breakdown after, and you saw the memes. It's, it's like, oh, he finally got to play with LeBron. Now he's got to go back and play for these bum-ass Warriors. And it's killing him. He's spazzing and shit like that. And hey, he's never been through shit like this. He got hurt last season, fucked up his hand. So he just had to watch by the wayside. And, you know, he probably thought, yeah, you insert me into these lineups. It's going to be a lot easier. And to a degree it is, but you're one man. Draymond isn't, you know, who he used to be. He's still a very decent player, very good player. But, you know, he's on the decline. Steph isn't. We don't know what Clay's going to be like when he gets back. Andrew Wiggins started out hot. Now he's flaming out. Shocker. Shocker. Are you booing me? I'm right. I told you guys. It's Andrew Wiggins, and he's on the trade block now, so who saw that coming? <clears throat> Me. Um, yeah, so 
those two guys are pretty similar. Mentally, physically, they're just tired. And that's my MVP ladder. I really don't want Harden to win. Um, quick little thing I want to talk about. I guess we'll talk about, you know, trades that are possibly happening. Kyle Lowry to Philly makes so much sense to me. First of all, we've, we've gotten a smoke screen officially where Kyle Lowry's camp or whoever, or the Raptors have been like, he's not being traded. He's Kyle Lowry saying, yeah, I would love to retire in his jersey, whether it's a one-game contract or whatever. That's sort of telling. You know what's really telling? He sold his home in Toronto. The Raptors are playing in Tampa Bay right now. Uh, so, obviously, they're living down there. Him and his family are living down there, I assume. Because you sold your house. I don't think you would sell your house with your family in it. So, they're down in, uh, they're down in Tampa Bay. The house in Toronto is gone. It seems like you're not expecting to be there next season. Now, if that's the case, wouldn't you rather trade this guy and get something for the future instead of losing him for nothing? So seeing him on, as a rental on championship contending teams makes a lot of sense. Now, look, I love Ben Simmons. I love him. I think he's defensive player of the year. You know, I did want either him or B traded before this year, but... Doc Rivers says, slow down. Let's see what I can do. I don't know if you know, but I'm a competent coach. Brett Brown wasn't. Let me show you how good these guys really are. And he has so far. Now, my only problem with Ben Simmons is when it comes to running the half-court set, I do believe that there are better options out there. And I hate to bring this up, but the lack of a three-point shooter, how many times have you heard that shit? The lack of a three-point shooter limits the sets that he can run in the half court. So I don't really... Now, in fast breaks, especially when he creates on defense, and fast breaks, he's the best player in the league. It's like him than LeBron. Um, and in play, playoffs, we'll really see who's better. But... um fast breaks he's the best at it half court could be a lot better and he that jumper really isn't improving so why beat a dead horse let's just get a guy who can run those sets and has done it for championship teams it's like we forget Kyle Lowry's an NBA champion and he played his ass off in the finals after all those jokes about him not doing anything in the playoffs and you know not scoring and I believe he scored zero points in a game against the Magic in the first round. Hey, in the finals, he was a key cog of that team. He was more important than Siakam. He he was definitely there were there were games where he was the most important guy out there. No disrespect to Kawhi. That was a historic run of his. But Kyle Lowry can do this. And, you know. Replacing Danny Green with him would be fantastic. The shoot, the splits on their three-point shooting are damn near identical. The volume is a little bit off, so the percentages are a little bit different, and you can weigh them differently. But they equate to almost the damn same. It's just putting the ball on the floor. Yeah, I don't want Danny Green really doing that. He doesn't even attack the rim. He puts up a floater now. So I'm like, yeah, it's gone. He's old. Kyle Lowry will still attack. He's a fucking pit bull. Philly born and raised. Uh, Cardinal Doherty alumni. I would love to see him here in Philly. And I would love for him to be a part of his championship team. 
Lamarcus Aldridge is now on the move. Um, no, the Heat make a lot of sense to me there. Obviously, you could say the Lakers because apparently the Lakers are trying to move Marcus Saul. Which crazy? You look at defensive plus minus. Marcus Saul is like at the top there. Uh, but I guess they just want something different. They want more offense. They think they're fine without the defense. And I always get worried when teams do that. But, you know, the game slows down in the playoffs. And Marcus Gasol is a really good passer. He can stretch the floor. He just apparently hasn't been with the Lakers and won it. I don't know what they want. If LaMarcus Aldridge is what they want, okay, cool. Um, I don't know if they have any trade exceptions to make it work or any dead money. I don't, I don't know. Um... I think the Heat make a lot of sense for LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, Personality-wise and how he works, I, he fits perfectly. Uh, they need another big there. Uh, Kelly Olenek is not it. I wouldn't be surprised to see that move happen. Uh, yeah. And then you have Andre Drummond over there in the Pistons. Uh, not Pistons. So used to him being a Pistons. Over there in Cleveland. Never made sense for him to be there, in my opinion. But... Once again, the Lakers are trying to get bigs. So are the Brooklyn Nets. Don't be surprised. Just because they got Blake Griffin doesn't mean that's over. Uh, they need bigs. They're going to need that. If Bla if Embiid comes back and he's healthy and he's back doing his 30 and 10, we'll definitely see it in the first round of the playoffs if he's that nigga. Um, and if it's looking like he is, you're going to wish you had more than Blake Griffin and an aging DeAndre Jordan. You're going to want somebody who can do something. Now, I don't know if the Nets know this or if the Lakers know this, but if the big that you're sending out there is DeAndre Drummond, that's barbecue chicken. Embiid has embarrassed this man and looks forward to embarrassing him every time. Every time they're on the court, he looks forward to it. So, yeah, that's not going to save you. Uh, I can't really think of any other big names right now that are possibly on the move that I actually care about. Those are the three that I'm like, yeah, that can shift the uh, championship team. DeAndre, uh, I forgot who, oh yeah, John Collins is possibly on the move, my Atlanta Hawks. You know, he just doesn't like where he's at. I don't blame him. They offer him a lot of money, turned it down. Either he thinks he can get more money, which somebody will always pay you more, unless you're Nerlens Noel. Um, somebody will always pay you more. You, you just, he just doesn't want to be in Atlanta. You know, there's little spouts between him and Trey, uh, Trey Young, apparently. Trey Young has a lot of power over there. So if he doesn't like something, it's gone. They, he didn't like Lloyd Pierce, which a lot of players didn't like him. But Trey Young, if he liked him, Lloyd Pierce would still be there. I guarantee it. Uh, but he didn't like him. He's gone. Uh, him and John Collins are having arguments. They're probably going to trade John. You already offered him money. You turned it down. What more can you do? Minnesota apparently really wants in on him. And I'm not too big a fan of that. If that's what you think is going to make Carl Anthony Towns happy, uh, only a change of scenery is going to do that. Which, everything the cat's been through, he deserves a fresh start. More on that later. Um, yeah, I can't really think about it. I know the Celtics are after, they're after somebody who, they're after Jeremy Grant, which I don't see that happening. Maybe the Pistons are just going in full rebuild mode, but I'm like, haven't you been in rebuild mode since like 2007? 
2008. Like, I, I don't get it. Um, here's the thing. We got two weeks till trade deadline, or a week and a half. So, all this is just speculation. Some of these trades make a lot of sense, but deals get blown up all the time. You might just see Drummond get, you know, bought out. You might just see Lamarcus Aldridge get bought out. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Drummond does. I'd be more surprised if Lamarcus was. Um, but yeah, we gotta take a quick break. Yeah, we got a sponsor. Surprising, isn't it? Uh, yeah, let's go to commercial. Today's sponsor is Schultz Malt Liquor. Look, they grabbed the right show to do this ad. All we do is drink during this shit, and preferably Brass Monkey. What's Brass Monkey? Well, it's OJ and Malt Liquor. Schultz has got you covered on both ends. That's right, bitch. It's a pre-packaged Brass Monkey. Twist the cap and get fucked. They even got it with Pope and Extra Pope if you're a fucking psychopath. My only problem is that they didn't send the show a case of them. They didn't send you a case? Nope. Wait. What about you? Uh. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. Fuck it. Buy it anyway. Schultz Malt Liquor, the official malt liquor of the Free State of Mind podcast. Get fucked and boost your immune system. You know, they, they taste really great, too. Yeah, I bet. Are we allowed to curse during those? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Hmm. So, yeah. By Schultz. It's delicious, I guess. I wouldn't know. Um, let's just go 30 for 30 here. Not like ESPN. Let's go with the thir all 30 teams around the league, and let's just break down where they're at. And... How I'm feeling about him. maybe Rudy over here. Uh, let's start out Boston. I don't know what they need. I feel like they don't really know what they need. Maybe it's a center. I'm not really sure, but they're they're definitely trying to get into any trade possible right now, and I don't blame them. The team just I don't know. I feel like Tatum is being Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown is taking a step, you know, forward. Kimba Walker has really regressed. And the lack of a big that, you know, strikes a little fear in anybody has really hurt them. So maybe that's what they need. But Marcus Smart has been gone too. Maybe that's it. Maybe if Marcus Smart comes back, they can get their mojo back. And he, he is definitely the, you know, spiritual leader for that team. He gives it everything he's got. Uh, and when his shot is falling, that's really a tough team to beat. But you can't count on that all the time. Most of the time, you can't really count on it. But still, I think a center is what they need. You know, maybe they could go all in and try to get Vucevic out of Orlando where he's wasted his career. You know, maybe maybe they can make a move for John Collins. He's a 20-10 and 10 type of guy. Um... I, I don't know. Tristan Tristan Thompson hasn't been it. Uh, they got that young boy over there. He he's sort of the archetype of the type of player they're looking for. Uh, they definitely need athleticism at the five spot, and they they don't really have it. At least somebody who'd be ready for the playoffs, which this is a playoff caliber team. 
Haven't looked like it the whole season, but I think if they make the right move, they'll be fine. Um, yeah, I think going for Vucevic, maybe getting Drummond out there. I don't know. Can Brad Stevens get Drummond and not be a knucklehead? How old am I? Did I just say knucklehead? Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, they just got to get Sun at that five spot. And when Marcus Smart coming back, I think they'll be fine. You can take the ball out of Kimball Walker's hands a little more. But if he gets it going and he's cardiac Kimba, yeah, let let the good times roll. But haven't been a lot of good times this season. All right, next team. Brooklyn. Why does God hate me? Why? I just want to enjoy basketball or a season where it's like, ah, I don't really have a good idea of who's going to win the title this year. But I'll tell you. If, not if, when Kevin Durant comes back, I don't know how you beat that team. You know, I said as much as I could about Harden in a previous segment. I won't dwell on that. Uh, Kyrie is Kyrie. You know, I saw a comparison that had me cracking up. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, it's all coming together. They were comparing rappers and basketball players. And I wanted to do a segment like this a while ago. But it was really hard. But this one they said for Kyrie was perfect. They said he's Kanye West. And at first I was like, how dare you? This is Kanye's my favorite rapper, hence all the beats in the background. Um, <laughs> but he says things that you just, that rubs you the wrong way, but they're not necessarily wrong. Unless they're wrong if you choose to never try to think about it, which, you know, you look at how he puts things together, you're like, nah, I don't want to think about this. This is a guy who said Earth is flat. I can dismiss him forever. But if you really sit and think about the things that he does and things that he says, they're actually some majority of the time he's right. And secondly, we're overreacting because we just don't like this guy because he rubs us the wrong way. And then what he does on the court is obviously amazing. So yeah. That comparison really stuck with me, and I think I hate Kyrie a lot less. In fact, I don't think I hate him at all. I just really don't want the Nets to win this. I, I've told you how I feel about Harden. I don't like him. Love his game. Don't like him. I'm just getting over my problems with Kyrie, and I'm never going to be over you know, what Kevin Durant did. Um, I don't wish his injury on anybody. I really hope he comes back well. Be basketball is better when Kevin Durant's playing. It's a duh statement. But Jesus Christ, how do you beat this team? The lack of a center is really what's going to do them in. But if they score 140 points, <laughs> you got to score 141. And that's possible on this team. I think the defense will be amped up in the uh, postseason. The game slows down in the playoffs. And to have three of the best ISO guys playing half-court sets. Yeah, the odds are in their favor. God forbid the defense gets going. So we'll see. Next, New York. The New York Knickerbockers. What did I say about these guys? I should apologize to Tibbs. I should. I really should. This man, uh... He's put it together. See, he had he has an organization that isn't pussy. 
working with the Timberwolves, I thought maybe he can make us something that we weren't. Which we were pussies, and we still are. I thought Tibbs could change that. He didn't. Made a lot of bonehead moves, you know, at being our GM as well. He doesn't have that power over here with the Knicks. He can voice his opinion, but he doesn't pull the trigger. And ultimately, I think that's what's going to help this team a lot. They're looking a lot more like the Bulls than they do the Timberwolves. And that's a huge part of it. So I'm going to give him his props. I guess he learned his lesson or, you know, the league learned their lesson. But the Knicks GM not giving complete power to Tibbs is amazing. Uh, he's doing a great job. That defense is so good in New York. Really wish that would have happened in Minnesota. Oh, well. Emmanuel quickly doing his thing. Uh, I didn't really know much about him coming in, but every time I turn on uh, League Pass and I watch them, commentators are gushing about this kid. And yeah, he's a solid player. He really is. It's been a while since the Knicks, you know, just had a solid guy in the backcourt that they drafted. Um, another thing that I really like, Mitchell Robinson's going to come back at some point. And I think the pair with him and Julius Randle, fantastic. Julius Randle deserved to be an all-star. Uh, he's the most improved player. If you want to give it to Jeremy Grant, I'm like, okay, cool. Who made the all-star team? Case closed. Julius Randle is an all-star in my opinion. And he should be in everybody's opinion. And it looks like he is. So, yeah, I like this next team. Uh, third in defense right now. Uh, there's really nothing else I can say about this team. They got grit. R.J. Barrett has improved. How could I forget to say that? R.J. Barrett has definitely improved. There's young pieces there. Julius Randle is in his prime. Tibbs doesn't have complete control over the organization. Just, hey, let Patrick Ewing do what he wants in the fucking garden. Uh, how you going to treat Melo in a couple years when he come back to the garden? Hey, if he wants to use the staff bathroom, let him use it. He can do whatever he wants. Come through the garden, through the back door. It don't matter. Next, my hometown team, Philadelphia 76ers. Number one team in the East right now. Hey, Embiid leads the league in player offensive player efficiency rating. It's very, like, gotta love that. He's been the MVP favorite. Obviously, you heard earlier he's falling out, you know, with an injury. I don't really know what that's going to do for him in the MVP race, but it can be good. And I know he's probably going to want to get back to the court as soon as possible, but he's got to see the bigger picture here. Look. We need you for the playoffs. There's nobody in the East or the West. Nobody in this fucking league who can bang with you. You want to change where DeAndre Drummond plays? Or Andre Drummond? My fuck, you call him DeAndre. Go ahead, do it. Doesn't matter. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bitch boy him. Anthony Davis has never had his number. Uh, Zari bitch Rudy Gobert. Uh, there's nobody you can really put in front of this guy. You want to put Bam out about? Cool, he's 6'8". Not big enough, bruh. 
Uh, yeah. But he'll be back and hopefully he's fine. It's just a bone bruise. No structural damage, thank God. Getting on to something better, Ben Simmons, who, you know, <laughs> made some headlines, not for anything that he did, but, you know, how people talking shit about him. Uh, Wizards commentator saying he thinks Ben Simmons is the most overrated player. And I got to disagree with him there. He's not the most overrated player. I don't want to get in the business of who is. I don't really care. But it's not Ben Simmons. You know, he was rookie of the year. And if you have a problem with that, and you didn't say anything when Blake Griffin won rookie of the year, even though he sat out his first year, then come on, you're just being a dick. Secondly, he was all NBA defense, like first team last year, like only team. He He's that nigga when it comes to defense. You can't, he got a defensive player of the year vote last year. They don't just hand those out, really. Unless you're Andre Drummond. I gotta leave Andre Drummond alone. But why did he get a defensive player of the year vote? What? Anyway. Uh, and then if you want to say, oh, he shouldn't have been an all-star three straight years. Well, the fans haven't voted him, in it, uh, voted him in once, I think. It's always been the coaches. And those are the guys that understand basketball more than anybody. More than this commentator for the Wizards. So if they're saying that he deserves to be an all-star, who the fuck are you to disagree? You don't know basketball better than him. If you did, you'd be coaching. I don't know basketball better than him. But apparently I know it more than this fucking guy. Anyway, Ben Simmons is defensive player of the year. He's the most versatile defender in the league. People shun him and say one through four he can guard. He can guard one through five. Not to shit on Bam Adebayo again. He's one of my favorite players, so obviously I'm not shitting on him. But six foot eight center. Give him six nine if you want. Ben Simmons is six ten and maybe taller. Yeah, we can run him at the five against the Heat, and it'll be fine. There's really nothing more I can say about him. Uh, does he need a jumper? Yeah, who cares? We're talking defense here, and he's the best one in the league. If they're, if prime Draymond and prime Kawhi were going right now, then we could argue it. But if your only argument is Rudy Gobert, hey, man, voter fatigue is real. But that ain't the only reason it's it's Ben Simmons. Gets in the passing lane all the time. Always makes the right adjustment. Communicates like a motherfucker. It's just, if you wanted to grow a defender in the lab, it's him. Sixers are looking fantastic. And hopefully they can take it to the championship this year and win that motherfucker. But let's see. We got a long ways to go. Who we got next? We got Toronto. Last team in the conference. Hey, look. I believe they're four or five games under 500 right now. Uh... You know, slow start. I don't think... Uh, you know, they, they started slow. They got better. And now they're slumping again. I think it might be time to blow things up. We talked about Kyle Lowry possibly getting traded. I think it's, uh, I think it's that time. They got some really good young guys there. Boucher, 
he's a real good player. I I I really think you did the right, you know, you made the right move and paying Van Fleet, letting Mark Gasol and Ibaka go. It was time, cause the writing's on the wall for this team. You've got the young pieces there. I think it's time to let them develop by actually getting minutes, and you know, moving moving the older guys made a lot of sense. And it's time to move Kyle Lowry. Team's eighth in net uh, eighth in net rating right now, so there's positives there. It's just time to it's time to move on. You've got the right coach, you've got the right GM. You just need to put a product on the court, and that's okay. If you're gonna do it over the off season and make the right moves, which I trust that Masai Ujiri will. Um. That, this offseason is the perfect time because you're not playing in Toronto right now. You're playing in Tampa. So your fans aren't really at the game. They don't have to sit through these bad ones. Of course, they're going to watch, but, you know, at least nobody's wasting their money watching what I think is a lost season. They can still sneak in. It's the East after all, but I think they should try to get a good draft pick. I trust that front office to do what they need to do and get the right guy. Moving on, Chicago, another team I think, and it's always a common thread with me, Chicago's a team I think should be taking a dive. Look, I like Billy Donovan, um, Bulls are fourth in pace right now, they're a young team, they need to be top five, top ten in pace, there's no excuse for, that, for them not to be. Zach Levine is taking a step forward as a star, finally being an all-star. Um, what is he averaging? 27 a game. Love that. Wendell Carter Jr. hasn't been exactly what I wanted him to be. You know, they definitely have some young pieces there. Laurie Markkinen's all but checked out. He's leaving. Anything he does now is just to boost his draft, uh, his draft stock, his stock market value and free agency um but that's okay I you got Otto Porter's money coming off the books this year there's definitely moves that can be made your number one priority should be keeping Zach Levine happy and you gotta find a proper running mate with him I don't think Kobe White is that guy I really think he's gonna be cut you know more of a Lou Will cloth where he's that scoring spark off the bench could he be a starter for another team yes but with his mentality right now and his shot selection primarily that shot selection he looks a lot like Zach Levine in years prior where I'm like dude that's time and place that's not what we needed at this time that's not what we needed at any time he's definitely a heat check guy and I think him coming off the bench will be, you know, perfect for him. You got to get the proper running mate for Zach Levine. And it's not Kobe White. It's not Sadaromsky. Figure it out. I trust them too, though. Teams, they're fun to watch. But, man, on a bad night, they're fucking dog shit. Um, anyway, next, Cleveland. Get drumming off the roster. <laughs> What else was I going to say? Look, they told him not to show up to work. We're going to try to trade you. Or worst case scenario, we buy you out. We, we all saw this coming. He's just had some of the most bonehead moves of the season. And yeah, he doesn't need to be second fiddle or third fiddle or fourth fiddle. He needs to be your fifth best guy. All right, maybe fourth. 
Boston's the perfect place. I really hope it's not Brooklyn. It's looking like LA is going to make that push because LA just doesn't like Mark Gasol for some reason, but I already mentioned that. Um, yeah, I like this team though. There's a lot to like about this team. You just have to get the bigs, the old bigs that you have on the books. They got to go. Kevin Love, I don't know if he has value anywhere with as much as he's making, but he's probably going to be the buyout candidate for next season. He just made a dumb move there, re-signing him. Should have committed to the rebuild. But you got Colin Sexton. You got Darius Garland. Sexland. My, one of my favorite duos just because of their name. I can't. I got to get some Sexland gear. I got to get it. Uh, Colin Sexton is taking the leap. Great defender. He's getting smarter with the ball because he's being trusted with it more. I think he was done a little dirty in the beginning. Kevin Love didn't show great leadership. But... Hey, Colin Sexton's the, the captain now. I think the team can go far in a couple of years, but you got to get Drummond off the books. You got to get Kevin Love off the books. I think they made a huge mistake with Kevin Porter Jr. I don't know what any of that was about. We're probably going to hear more about it later. The truth will come out. The day of reckoning is upon us, as Papa John would say. <laughs> uh, but... I like what this team has. I think maybe the Karu pick was uh, maybe not the best decision. I really think there's better talent on the board, but we'll see. Uh, what else do I have to say about these guys? I don't think there's any much. I really think, and I'm going to say it's about a couple of teams. Halliburton would have been a really great pick. Anyway, uh, moving on. Detroit, how many more years do I got to say tear it down? I I, I just want to know, how many more years do I got to say it? They're sitting at 10 and 29 right now, 15th in the East. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, my. I, I just don't really know what to say. Hey, can we just look at some bad stats? That I'm, that, can I get some... 24th in offensive rating, 19th in defensive rating, 27th in pace. You know, a lot of that had to do with you had Blake Griffin for a while, and you can go but so fast with that guy. You got to leave him in the dust if possible. Uh, oh, my goodness. It's just bad. Uh, you know, hey, hey, hey. Free throw and uh, field goal attempts. Seventh. Their percentage is pretty good. It just don't. They don't get to take enough shots to win games. They turn over the ball so much. Uh, I don't know. How many times do I got to say it? Tear the shit down. Get new jerseys. Rebrand. Something. I just... It's just bad. Once I saw Killian Hayes get drafted there, I was like, well, there goes his career. The Pistons are what the Jazz used to be. Where I was like, oh, Dante Axon went to the Jazz. His career is over. And, you know, the narrative is that he's just trash. And we'll just never know. Maybe if he landed in the right place. I'm not saying he'd be an all-star. Because, you know, we've just... <laughs> we've come so far from thinking that's a possibility. But he could have been something. A good role player. 
I hope Killian Hayes doesn't suffer the same fate. Anyway, next, Indiana. Alright, the Oladipo trade was a flop because of just, you know, unforeseen what happened to Karis LeVert. I don't wish that on anybody. I'm happy he's back. He just came back. Uh, so we'll see if that trade's, you know, a dud and, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But at first, it was looking like, wow, at least you got a guy who was unhappy off the books. But now, Oladipo's unhappy in Houston, which I don't blame him. They lost 16 straight games, but we'll get to them later. Uh... Yeah, I don't enjoy watching the Pacers. They're not fun. They just aren't. And they play good basketball. Sabonis wants skill challenge. Real skillful dude, obviously. A dude that I always leave off of my rankings, but it's just not fun to watch. But he does everything right. I guess this is how novice fans feel about Jokic. It's like, ah, oh, he's not fun. What, what What's so good about this guy? And then I break down the advanced stats and I show you some highlights. And you're like, yeah, guess. Uh, that's how I feel about Sabonis. But even novice fans are like, who, they won't even be able to tell you who the fuck that guy is. But he he's an all-star. In my opinion. But, yeah. I'm just not excited watching him. They play basketball well. But I just don't care. TJ Warren has regressed. He's back to who we knew him to be. And yeah, I seem a little salty. I guess. It's, I was so hype on him in the bubble. And then the playoffs came around. I was like, all right, he's probably going to go back down to who he is. And he did. And yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm happy it happened. I still think he's a good role player. It's just, man, you can only get as high as you fell. Or you can only fall as high as you got. And yeah. He was that nigga in the bubble. He's one of my top 10 players in the bubble. Now he's just a blip. Anyway. More about Sabonis. That knee injury really took the you know wind out of cells for him. I, I thought he wasn't going to make the All-Star game because of that. But he snuck in. Take that as hate as you will. But I think he just snuck in there. Next... We have another team I'm just not too hype about. The Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Drew Holiday, in and out. Uh, you know, it's, just, it's just the same old team. I do think Drew Holiday will prove to be a huge improvement over, uh, uh, over Bledsoe in the playoffs. I'm just... Uh, I don't know, man. This is it's the same old, same old. Like, I could everything I'm saying now I could say about the team last year. And people were like, no, 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 last team's was a lot better. I'm like, no, this is what they've always been to me, man. Honestly. I'm not I'm not impressed. I'm not shocked. I feel nothing for the Bucks. You know, maybe they can kick it into a next gear in the playoffs, and this could be, you know, a four-team race. In the playoffs, I think the Heat have a better chance of kicking things in the gear than the Bucks do in the playoffs. But I would love to be wrong. More competition is always better, you know, for the consumer. So, yeah. That that was a quick one. Giannis is still Giannis. Everything's still the same. 
Mike Boonholzer isn't going to make adjustments come the playoffs, and he's going to make me a lot of money because he doesn't do that. Uh, next, we got the Hornets. Yo, I told y'all, you know, in the first and only episode of the season, really, I told you guys that this was a league pass team, and I've been right. They're actually starting to get, you know, more nationally covered games. People said this draft class was going to be weak, and it made no sense to me. I was like, the top three guys are going to be solid players in this league. We might have a superstar here. And my pick was Wiseman. You know, out of the three guys, I I probably had ball number three. And I've been wrong. He's been the number one rookie in this draft class. You know, as much as I can talk about you know, Halliburton and sing his praises. It's LaMelo ball, hands down. Michael Jordan got one right. Uh, I didn't think the Hornets could miss on that pick because they were sitting at number three. And I'm like, no matter who you get, it's somebody you could use. Um, Gordon has been a great addition, great veteran presence to, you know, keep things a bit leveled because you have, uh, you have Bridges, and you have LaMelo, who are forming a great relationship. The pick and roll is fantastic. The cuts, uh, you know, everybody's being rewarded. LaMelo's coming into his own a lot quicker than Lonzo did. And we really got to give some credit to LeVar Ball. We do. Um, the future looks great. LaMelo is a huge part of it. I don't know if I see playoffs. Um... Uh, but I see them getting another good pick. And if they can get that one right, they'll be fine. Terry Rozier has been excellent this season. I've talked a lot of shit about him. A lot of shit. But, hey man, I told you guys, league pass. You got to tune in. You don't get to see the young guys all the time. They don't get the national coverage you'd be used to. LaMelo Ball definitely has. Every time he does anything right, you know, people are on his dick about it. Uh, but it sort of deserves, like, he deserves it now. Top him off. I'm not. In fact, I'm done talking about the Hornets. Must see TV. Go watch them. Next. <laughs> Miami Heat. Uh, Pacers had a lot of injuries. And so have the Heat. But the Heat have also had COVID nonsense going on. I mean, they play in Miami, Florida where there are no rules, so who's surprised? Uh, they've had some COVID issues. Jimmy Butler wasn't really there. The team was pretty gassed because of that long push that they had. Bam was coming off an injury. He seems to be back. Um, And they're a team that's constantly talking about trades. And it's weird that you have a team like that, and then they still stay leveled. They've had every reason to just get down in the dumps, but I really think, you know, Pat Riley and Spolstra and Jimmy Butler are just this combo that you're not going to have any quit in the team because at three branches of the organization, you have complete competence and zero quit. So if anybody was feeling down because maybe their name was brought up in trade rumors or, you know, they got COVID and they weren't feeling good even when they came back or they got hurt 
Lord, they got hurt the previous season and they're still not 100% yet because they just had to get dogged out there. You look at Jimmy Butler, he gets hurt, comes back, and they're, what, they've lost one game out of the last 11 and he's been averaging like 27 points? Yeah, I can't put him in the MVP race yet. Yet. But if this run continues... Yeah, the next episode, you'll be hearing his name brought up a lot more. Look, I just bought a Jimmy Butler Timberwolves jersey. They're giving him away for cheap. I love it. Uh, He's my favorite player in the league. And when people were saying, oh, they were fakers, and look at them. They just can't get it together. And then they were kind of quiet when the Lakers lost four games in a row. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. If you know ball... You know Jimmy Butler ain't got no quit. Unless his team doesn't give a shit. And his Heat roster is full of players who are just trying to... They just want to hoop, man. This organization is full of characters that just want to win. And as long as you have Jimmy Butler there, no matter what trades they do, no matter what they do in free agency, the culture will always reign supreme. So, yeah. I like where the heater headed. <laughs> Who we got next? Uh, oh, one note about the heat. Before they went on this run, the shooters were really bad. Like, they were not really bad, but they were in the middle of a pack of, uh, what was it? Uh, Three-point percentage. You can't win like that because this whole team is built off hitting three-pointers and letting Bam... And Jimmy go to work and keep things afloat. Look at them last year. They were number one in the league in three-pointers. Like, like, come on. That's a team that needs to hit the three ball. But they're back to it. And they're on a 10-1 run. Yeah, that's why. Anyway, next. The Atlanta Hawks, one of my teams. Look. I can't support anything that Trey Young has done. I can't. They're on a five-game winning streak right now. The you know Lloyd Pierce has been canned, and the team is playing a lot better. We don't know if John Collins is going to be traded. We do know that we offered him some money, not some, a lot of money. I want to say thirty mil a year, and he turned it down. Who turns down a bag? Somebody who just doesn't like where they're at. And they know they can get paid anywhere else. Like I said, Boston is calling. Um, Nuggets are probably going to try to see what's up with that as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Minnesota's thirsting over John Collins. <sighs> yeah, man. It's, uh... I don't know. John Collins is... One of those players I've never been too high on, but you can't be mad at a 20 and 10 guy. This always was the defense was a little bit better. Um, Trey Young has made me not enjoy watching the Hawks as much as I did in the very beginning of the season. He does this thing that we all, we've all seen from him by now or other players, but definitely from him, where he'll lean backwards. He'll jump backwards into a player as he's shooting three or he'll just stop when he doesn't need to and just let the player run into him or he'll throw his body into the player 
and then he gets fouled and then goes to the line and you know he's a real good free throw shooter but I don't I don't approve of that I think that should be an offensive foul every time it's not a natural movement to jump backwards after you've been running forward it doesn't make any sense you're going out of your way to create that contact and you should either get an offensive foul or no whistle at all but that's not the case hopefully the league addresses it it really takes the fun out of the games you know you've been winning lately maybe i'll start tuning back in and you know actually finish watching games but every time i see him do it i just get disgusted and i switch to another game <sighs> he has a lot of power over there in atlanta maybe a little too much because john collins and uh apparently had a problem with him had a problem with you know trey being 95 percent of the offense why does he get the you know at his james harden role when he hasn't really earned it he has an all-star appearance that's it that's his only accolade uh you know first team you know all rookie whatever that's cute uh didn't win rookie of the year he, he's not ever been in mvp race why is he 95 percent of what's going on and i got a question there too I think the losing and, you know, everything I just said about Trey Young is the reason why John Collins wants out. Now, they're winning games now, so they you know, maybe that changes things, but he just turned down 30 mil. I don't know if he gets that offer again from Atlanta. I wouldn't. I never saw him being the guy that I wanted to stick around. So we'll see. But yeah, real mixed on Atlanta right now, and it's all because of Trey Young. Just not having fun. Who we got next? Orlando Magic. Nikola Vucevic, who leads the league in defensive rebounding, by the way. I didn't think so, but yeah, he does. He's having his best season. And I think it's being wasted in Orlando. Orlando's needed to tear things down for a minute. And, you know, they're looking into trading Aaron Gordon. I don't think I've heard anything about Vucevic on their end. Other teams, obviously the Celtics, ha ha have inquired about him. But I think it's time to let him go. Aaron Gordon needs to be traded. If somebody's really willing to give you some picks for Aaron Gordon, you need to jump to it. I believe this is contract year. Contenders are looking for him. Look. If we're hype about what we could get from Blake Griffin and his lack of knees, you get the same thing but from Aaron Gordon with knees. It'll just cost you more. So if you missed your chance at Blake Griffin, maybe you can make the chance at Aaron Gordon. I wouldn't. I've never really been high on him. I have been on Vucevic. I think Fournier, you know, he's gotten it together as the seasons went on, but no. No. I don't expect much from him anymore. I just, yeah. I always thought he should have been a spur. And yes, it's because, listen to his fucking name, Fournier. Um, Orlando is how I feel about the Pistons, but they actually have shit that they could trade that'll, you know, be worth it. So, yeah. Go for it. Tear it down. It's over. How many times do you need to lose in the first round? It gets old, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Washington. Why is Bill sticking around? Is he just doomed to be 
the Damian Lillard of the East. This undying just allegiance to a team that I don't see a lot for. You got Westbrook earlier. Well, you know, as soon as the season started. And that's cool. It's been up and down. A lot of downs in the beginning. But, you know, as Westbrook has gotten more comfortable there. Yeah. In fact, I think he just had like a 40-point triple-double and a loss. So, yeah, now you know how Bradley Bill has felt for the past couple of years. I really think they should just held on to John Wall. But John Wall didn't want to be there. So, I don't know, maybe with Deshaun Watson, the whole thing, and just not show up at all. Who knows? But maybe it was time for everybody to just go somewhere new. And I don't know where Westbrook fits in in the league. He's a tremendous talent, but I've always had this issue where I'm like, is he a talent that wins you a championship? Nah, I don't think he is. So yeah, Bradley Bill is the Damian Lillard of the East. And I don't know who his running mate should be, but actually I do. I'll pitch it later, though. Uh, who we got next? Is there, is there anything positive I can say about the Wizards? I feel like I was very rude and dismissive. Um, no, there's nothing good I can say about them. <laughs> uh, Utah. They're the Bucks of this season. They are the Milwaukee Bucks of this season. A team that I'm not too worried about. They're the number one team in the West, number one team in the league as far as record is concerned. And I don't care. I don't care. They play beautiful basketball. They play together. Everything's working. Everything's clicking. I think just like the Bucks of last year, they play, I hate this phrase, balls to the wall. They, they play with everything they got every night. Not every team is doing that. You're going to see a lot more of that now that teams are basically out of the race. Um... Yeah, and that's impressive to people who don't understand what's going on, but if this is your 100 and we haven't seen the other top teams go at their full strength, um, I'm kind of worried for you. Hopefully you could go above 100 and just kick somebody in the fucking mouth in the playoffs, but it remains to be seen. Now, I like, like I said, I like how they play. I like their coach. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like that he has a chip on his shoulder. I think he's a lot more useful in the playoffs than than uh, Giannis. But as remain to be seen what they can truly do in the playoffs. This is the year. Everything's clicking. You had three All-Stars. Debatable that Conley should have been in. But, you know, first time for him. So that's awesome. Uh... But this is it. I don't see how this roster can get much better after you just spent that money on Rudy Gobert. You know, you paid Mitchell as soon as the bubble, as soon as you guys got marched out of the bubble. Um, I don't think there's really any money left. You you probably have the sixth man of the year on your roster right now uh, with uh, Claxton. Uh, Clarkson. I fault Claxton. Uh... Yeah, Jordan Clarkson's just been... He, he's a microwave. I don't know how this roster could get better. So if you lose, this is it, bruh. Game over, man. 
Who we got next? Can we get a team I like? A team I like. Hey, Portland. I like Portland. Because I can finish what I was going to say about the Wizards. Well, at least Bradley Bill. Let's say it here. Damian Lillard, the Bradley Bill of the West. Um, I think you need a running mate that isn't CJ McCallum, who just came back, by the way. That's awesome. Nurkic, always hurt. Carmelo, doing his thing, even in old age. Remember when we thought he shouldn't be in the league? No, you don't remember that because I never said that. And hopefully you never thought that either. I don't know what the fuck was going on with the league, but everybody was wrong. Not you and me, though. I think Carl Anthony Towns would be perfect for Damian Lillard. And I would do it. I don't know how many picks that Portland has left. You know, they traded for uh, Robert Covington, who's a great friend of Carl uh, Anthony Towns. So you have that. It fixes your problem at big man where Nurkic is always hurt. And I think Towns really needs a fresh start. He needs to change his scenery. He needs to be near the ocean. He needs, he, he needs something, man. He just doesn't need to be in Minnesota anymore. And that's my team, but uh, we're not doing them any justice. If we get some picks, get CJ McCallum, and yeah, that's enough. I'd be happy. I, I, I think that works. I think it would be an ultimate offensive combo there. Gobble up some boards. It could work. Or I'd also like to see Towns on the Wizards. I don't know. Fuck it. Put put Westbrook on the Timberwolves. <laughs> that could only work if we got KG into like office or something. I don't know. But yeah, I like Portland. I do think they need to change things up. I've, I have Dame in the MVP race. Talked about it earlier. Uh, I hate that his talents are being wasted in Portland. I like the team though, because they do work when they're healthy. There's just always something going on over there. Always, always. Even when he was like going supernova, it's like, oh, great, now you gotta play the Lakers. Uh, dead. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Go to the Bucks or something, Dame. Force your way out. I, I don't know, but I, I don't see him ever forcing his way out. I think uh, somebody else has to come there and you move some picks and you move CJ McCollum and you, you can get a star. And I think it should be Cat. Moving on, Denver. Jokic is my second favorite player in the league. No offense to Embiid and Simmons, but it goes Butler, it goes Jokic. Jokic is the best passing big of all time already. It's ridiculous. He's already surpassed Bill Walton, in my opinion. He's already passed Mark and Pau Gasol. And I'm forgetting a bunch of other names, but still. Um, I just don't know. If he wins MVP and Jamal Murray catches fire in the playoffs, I think they could win the West. I can easily see them beating the uh, Jazz. I'm, I'll talk about AD later, but there's some question marks with the Lakers. Who knows? I don't know who's going to win the West. You know, in the East, we have a good idea that it's going to be either Brooklyn or the Sixers. 
The West, I have no idea who's going to win it. And I would love to see Jokic in the finals. I really would. I like the guy. Second favorite player in the league. The Nuggets have to get their defense together. They're abysmal. Do I even do I have their numbers here? Yeah, they're ranked 21st in defense and 28th in pace. I, I the deep the defense I can't excuse. The pace I can. It's Jokic. He brings the ball up a lot. And he's not, you know, he's lost weight. He's in the best shape of his career. Um, but you know, they're not they're moving but so fast there. And I think it serves them well to move in at a half pace. Uh you know, that sort of slower pace. But he shouldn't be almost dead fucking last. That's pretty bad. But, you know, maybe that favors them when the playoffs come around. Everything slows down and you have a seven-foot-tall quarterback and Jokic, I like their odds. Maybe that's why they were able to come back down 3-1 back-to-back times and, you know, inevitably get stomped by the, you know, pending champions. But I think this year is going to be different. Could they make a trade? Yeah. Possibly get some defense. I think they let too many defenders go in the offseason. We knew Jeremy Grant was going to be out because he was performing really well. And they just weren't going to have the money to pay him. But yeah. I, I think they could win the West. I really want them to. At least Jokic. Do it for me, bro. Next. Uh, who we got? We got the OKC Thunder. Typical tanking team. Could tank harder. Don't be surprised to see them trade some players. Uh, SGA, he's the guard of the future. And Dort is becoming one of my favorite players. Look, they just played Memphis the other night. And homie of mine, Chris Thomas of the Run It Back show. I used to be a part of that. You guys should listen to it. It's pretty good. Um... He posted something and he was saying, Shy Gilgis Alexander, SGA, is better than John Morant. And people were like, no, no, brother, brother, you don't know what you're talking about. Hit a bear, bear, bear. And these are obviously people who just go off a of hype. They don't look at numbers. They don't have league pass. They don't watch every game. I don't blame you. You haven't watched SGA this year because Chris Paul's now on the team and this isn't a playoff team. In fact, this is an absolutely tanking team. Here's the thing. SGA has learned under Doc Rivers when he was a Clipper, gets traded, plays with uh, Chris Paul, and plays with, you know, would-be six-man of the year, Dennis Schroeder. They formed this, you know, guard trio that was fantastic to watch. I don't, I don't think we appreciate it enough. And now he gets to lead a team by himself. He's had all the tutelage already. Now he gets to be that nigga. And if they keep SGA, which I hope they do, and they, you know, put better pieces around him, I'm not saying he'll be the marquee guy on the team. They could get somebody better than them at a different position. But I wholeheartedly believe that he's going to be one of the better guards in the league. And probably next season, I think he'll take the leap. And Lou Dort is like, he's taking the leap as a scorer already. Uh, worked on his jump shot a lot. The motion is way more fluid. He's attempting the shots more. And we've already seen what his defense is. And it's only gotten better. 
they have two great pieces already. And I don't say great as just a filler word. I think these are great young pieces right there. You have every draft pick in the world. I see no, I, I see no reason why you can't put an amazing team around these guys. This year's draft class is a little weak, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them trade some of those draft picks down and get more. But yeah, I'm liking what I've seen so far. And there's no slight to Jamal Murray. I'm not Jamal Murray, to John Morant. I think he's one of the future best point guards of the league too. But we're putting him up too high a little too soon. I didn't think that would happen, but it is. SGA deserves to be wherever you have John Morant. You've got it mixed up. Watch some uh, watch some OKC games. Figure it out. Get back to me and apologize. That's all I want. What we got next? We got, oh, it's perfect. We got Minnesota. Now, I got a lot to say about Minnesota. And, and hear me. Hear. Yo. Yeah. No it is. No. Oh no. I don't hear me with that old no. It's Big Rudy. It's my show too. Yeah, but where you been? Don't don't worry about that. We did the ad and you yeah. and you took the whole case and I we haven't had you in a couple of episodes in a while. It's just Don't worry about that. Don't my fault. I, I, I didn't want to sweat you. Well you stop sweating me. I'm a drive for you. You know what? And then, uh, let me handle Minnesota. Yeah, you go ahead. This is your this is your part, bro. Do you think? Yeah. I'll 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 ride shotgun all right, on this. Right, right. You take it from me. Look, you made me sort of like Minnesota. Not 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 like how you like them. I just like watching you fail every season. Every time I watch y'all, y'all just trash. Worse than before somehow. I don't know how you do it. Every season, and then you come up in here talking about some old Minnesota this, Minnesota that, things are going to be different. They're not. They're not. They're never going to be. They're not going to be. Oh, yeah, I got your mic, man. Don't even worry about it. Here's the thing. This team is cursed. They're cursed. I've been doing my research. Why is Kevin Garnett's jersey retired in Boston? but not at the Target Center in Minnesota. That doesn't make any sense. He was the big ticket. He, he, he was the kid. And that jersey isn't retired? You're gonna end up retiring Kevin Love's jersey before you retire his. What type of shit is that? And then KG tries to put a team, uh, you know, team of investors together, and he does, and they get outbidded. I'm trying to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. We don't, we don't know what the bid was. We just know Glenn Taylor still hasn't sold the team yet. And he was never going to do it for KG. If he won't retire his jersey, what makes you think he's going to sell the team to? And that's where the curse starts. Until y'all do right by Kevin Garnett, everything you love is going to crumble. And, and that's facts. That's facts. You traded for D'Angelo Russell just to have a friend for Carl Anthony Towns, and the niggas don't even play on the court together. 
Carl Anthony Towns has so much going on in his life. Loses his mother. Rest in peace. Then has to live in Minnesota. And then gets COVID. Comes back. D'Angelo Russell gets hurt. Team still sucks. Uh, what, what, what's going to happen? What more can happen to this guy? I liked you. I liked your idea. I heard it out in the hallway. Talking about some uh, trading him to Portland. Trade him anywhere. Get him out of Minnesota. This can't be good for his mental health. It's not good for your mental health. You need to stop watching him. Cut it out. The team is garbage. Accent marking the pinky out on that. It's a terrible team. That's all I got to say. I'm going to go back to crushing that case of Schultz mode liquor. Must be nice. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, Alright, man. And, and that was Rudy. We probably won't hear from him in a whole nother season because he just shows up whenever he wants to. But uh, I like that he showed up just to, one, do a commercial where he steals all the malt liquor. Two, uh, shit on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Which, I mean, I could have did that on my own, but... Yeah, I guess moving on. I can't really disagree with anything he said there. It was all facts, and maybe I should just give up on this fucking team. But, I digress. Who we got next? Oh shit, the Lakers. Uh, Picture Me Rolling by Tupac should be the only song that plays in the Lakers locker room. Because they're just cruising. They're just cruising. This is the typical LeBron team. It's like, oh, we have questions. Oh, why isn't this team destroying everybody every night? Why three game, four game losing streak? Oh my god. Relax. Relax. The only thing you should really worry about here is how much does LeBron have left going into the playoffs? I'm not talking about career-wise. I'm just talking about stamina right now. Cause like I said. AD and LeBron were just running a relay here. It's like, oh, I'm tired. Your turn. You lead the team. Now I'm tired. Hand that shit back to you. Um, that That's not the case right now. It's it's all LeBron. And from what I've heard recently, AD is going to miss even more time than expected. Same thing for KD over there in Brooklyn, but... You know, that one doesn't worry me at all, really. This worries me because, like I said, one, LeBron's going to need some rest. He can't really, I don't know if he can really, you know, rest in the West. Didn't want to rhyme there. But I don't know if he could do that in the playoffs. Hopefully they get a first round matchup and AD's back and he can just crush them. Somebody who just doesn't have a big and LeBron can just chill. Because you just got to win 16 games. I don't know. This is going to be really tough to see. I like the Lakers where they're sitting. They're cruising right now. There's really nothing where you need to be too worked up about it. Maybe worry about something later on. But not right now. Just chill. Keep it cruising just like they are. If they ain't worried, why the fuck are you? 
anything else I got to say about these guys? Uh, can I just mention something that LeBron is, you know, mentioned in the MVP race 18 years in? It's fucking crazy. Uh, next. Clippers. Next door neighbors. Clippers are somehow sort of doing the same thing as the Lakers in a way, where they're sort of coasting. But here's my problem. You don't have that luxury. Kawhi Leonard just came out and said it's very frustrating how inconsistent the team is. And yeah, when the Lakers are, are consistent, I'm not really that worried. It's LeBron James. He's proven to get his teams where they need to be. Almost every time. The Clippers are the Los Angeles Clippers, so they don't have that luxury. And I don't know what it is, but it sounds a lot like last season where the team just is not consistent. And losing a series when you're up 3-1 is proof of your inconsistencies right there. Where there's no reason for you to lose three straight games when you put your foot on the neck of the other team. And that's how they're losing games right now in the regular season. So I'm kind of nervous. I've heard something about a Lou Will trade happening, but I've also heard him say, if he gets traded, he's probably just gonna retire. So no, that can't happen. Uh, I don't know, maybe it'll be in play for Kyle Lowry. And then it's just the Los Angeles Raptors. Wouldn't that be something? You have Kawhi, Serge, and Lowry back together. I don't know. If, like I always say, it comes down to Paul George. If Paul George can just... Paul George makes a lot of sense for the Clippers because they're so inconsistent and so is Paul George. Maybe that's why the team is inconsistent. If they had... And if I have to say this word again, I'm going to go crazy. Uh, if they had consistency from Paul George... I guarantee this autopilot that they go on would not rub me the wrong way. How people were questioning the Lakers or how they should definitely be questioning the Clippers. And yeah, that's pretty much it for them. Um, who we got? Suns. Yo, a deep playoff run is coming. It's on the horizon. Get ready. I like everything about this team except DeAndre Ayton. I think he's so tradable. He's so tradable. Um, having Chris Paul there has slowed down the pace, but that's what happens. That's what happens when you get him. He is the point god. You may move slower, but you're all moving correctly. And if you're not, you're going to hear about it. And he's going to be super fucking annoying about it. I think uh, Booker should have been an all-star this year. I think he got done dirty and, you know, a lot of people probably agree. Chris Paul getting in there off of just reputation. And he's been having a really good season, of course. But if he's quarterbacking and his wide receiver is also playing well, why is he not in I, I don't get it. Uh, but Michael Bridges, he's uh, Michael Bridges, however the fuck you say it, he's taking that leap. 
We always knew he's a 3 and D guy, but he's getting better at putting the ball on the floor. He's moving the ball well, which, you know, coming from Villanova and now playing with Chris Paul, I expect him to be really good with it and to make strides at getting better, and he's done that. This team has the role players to shoot us off the bench. The only thing I question is what happens with DeAndre Aiden? Do you trade him later on? If he doesn't perform in these playoffs, do you give him another run in another playoff series? I don't know because you don't have a lot of time with that. Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. He's not going to be able to be Devin Booker's running mate for much longer. And if you waste that time on a center who has already peaked, a number one overall pick who has already peaked, now I'm upset. Because what do we do with Devin Booker now? You wasted too much of his time. But who knows? Next, the Sacramento Kings. Look, okay, I thought they'd be a better team. You know, they still have a chance to maybe compete for, you know, the play-in tournament. I don't see it happening. But, actually, no, yeah, I really don't see it happening. Here, here's the thing. Darren Fox... Still De'Aaron Fox. Fun to watch. I really feel like he needs like some veteran leadership. Harrison Barnes isn't enough. Which I'm never sure with him anyway. I feel like he's the perfect like shape for, you know, a three or four nowadays. Maybe even if he's what, six, eight, you could play him at center if you want for a couple minutes, depending on the team you're going against, but uh, Marvin Bagley just broke his hand again. It wasn't his shooting hand. I think he's a lefty. So he broke his right hand. And uh, yeah. I think that's a wrap for him. As far as my interest goes. Which I had very little left. But now it's completely gone. Uh, I never understood why he was drafted this high. People would be like, well, you can say that easily in hindsight. No. I didn't think he was a top five talent. Maybe number five. But, yeah, no, I hardly ever thought of him as a top five talent in that draft. For him to go before Luka, I don't know. That's going to go down really bad in history. And it sort of did a year in. And it's only gotten worse every season since. Every day, every minute, every second. And he's hurt for, what, the fourth time in three years? think so or three uh three times in three years it's just not it's not working out bro but it's not all bad in sacramento there's one guy there that you know i was upset that they drafted him but i thought you know maybe if you mix him with De'Aaron fox it'll be amazing and it's looking like that's what they're gonna have to do tyrese halliburton there there is hope Tyrese Halliburton is the second best rookie so far. If you want to put, you know, Anthony Edwards right there with him, go ahead. I think Ant started out slow. I believe Tyrese has been pretty much consistent. Got a little bumped and bruised, but, you know, he's been consistent. He's been holding down at the six-man spot, you know, with all the injuries. Well, with Marvin Bagley out, I think you get weird with the lineups. 
I don't think you're making the playoffs. You, you know, maybe you could fight for, like I said, the, the playing tournament. But fuck that. Get weird with the uh, with the lineups and let him play with De'Aaron Fox. If this works, you have your backcourt future. Uh, you know, backcourt duo of the future. This can rival Sexland. This could be amazing. I just don't get what they have to lose. Do it. Buddy Hill's the, you know, fastest player to a thousand three-pointers. And I still think you should trade him. Unless you want to run a three-guard lineup. Which, hey, it's 2021. Do that shit. Why not? Go for it. I think... I think this team can still be fun on any given night. I just think there's some moves that they have to make and probably getting a new coach is one of them. They're not they're not a lost cause like the Timberwolves where it's like ownership has to change for that team to be good. But I think if they just keep getting the draft picks right like they did with Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox, you got Marvin Bagley wrong, but if you continue trending upward with the draft picks, I think the sky's the limit. See, that's not something positive. I feel like I've been rude to a bunch of the teams, but I, I was pretty positive right there. Pat myself on the back. Who we got next? We got, um, oh, did I skip? I can't even believe I skipped them. Golden State Warriors. They, hey, this is hard for me to say. When the season started out and for a good run, they were my favorite team to watch up until about a month ago. And now, I just, <laughs> it's just funny looking at them. I, I enjoy watching them lose. As much as I enjoyed watching them play basketball the way I like it, I enjoyed watching them lose as well. It was fantastic. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, it's been pretty fun. Um, It's just the fact that Clay's not there. This would be a totally different story if Clay was, you know, a healthy. Out of anybody in the league, he really didn't deserve this. You hate to see shit like this happen to anybody. Well, not anybody, but definitely not him. Draymond and Steph, their chemistry is there, even though Draymond's fading. You know, he wasn't the most athletic guy out there. Let's put it that way. But now that he's getting older, it's fading, and it's a bit alarming. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with this team. Will they, you know, get into the playoffs? But time is running out. They got to get started right now. Uh, it's Steph Curry who's having an MVP-like season. I don't doubt that he can kick it in gear. I just don't know if everybody else is going to follow suit. So yeah, sorry I skipped you guys. Uh, San Antonio Spurs. I thought this would be, you know, a Patriots-like season, but nah, Pop still got it. He's got his players trending in the right direction, the young guys especially. Uh, DeMar DeRozan arguably had an all-star type season. I think he got snubbed. Marcus Aldridge has been told not to show up to work. He's going to be traded soon or bought out. We'll see. Um, 
I just think he's setting this team up so well for Becky Hammond after he retires. And I don't know when that is. It's going to be sad. It's going to be fun watching coach USA basketball. But it really sucks that, you know, the vets here just haven't been able to keep themselves together. I thought DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge would lead by example. DeMar has, LaMarcus hasn't. Um, this team was really built to have Kawhi Leonard as his future with young pieces and, you know, whatever the fuck LaMarcus Aldridge brings to the table, which is, isn't much in my opinion. They're sitting at 20 and 16, which is good enough for seventh place in the West. Uh... They're in the middle of a pack of a lot of categories, but I will say their defense has been pretty damn good. Sitting there eighth right now at holding uh, opponents to 110. Um, can't be upset with that. It's crazy. It's crazy we look at like <laughs> a lot of these scoring numbers and we're like, man, things have really changed. Yeah, three balls done that. The fact that there's no fans, things are just ridiculous. But I think the Spurs could, it's looking like it right now, go into the playoffs, and I doubt that they'll make any noise. But I think playoff experience, even without fans, is something that the young guys need. You need to experience the pressure, the gravity of a playoff game. Even when you're a lower seed and these guys are looking to write you off, you're going to have Pop screaming at you. And you're just going to have to give it everything you got. I think that's what the young guys need. Uh, who do we have next on the list? I think we're almost at the end of this. But uh, who we got? We got the Mavs. Can we really put all the blame on Porzingis? No, but for right now, we will. I think... <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about the Porzingis trade when it happened. You know, you look at what... Dallas gave up and you'll be like, oh, that was a steal. But Porzingis always had this injury, you know, prone history that I, I thought could, you know, result in just wasted time for the Mavericks. And that's what it's looking like. Luckily, Luke is still ridiculously young. So you can get this mulligan right now. Um, I don't know what you're going to be able to do with him. I think he is exactly what he has been, and he's not going to be anything more than that. I think we've already seen the best basketball from Przingis, and at this price tag, is it enough for Dallas to keep it going? I'm not sure, but I will say this. Luca will win an MVP one day. It's not this season like I thought he, like I thought it would. I think he came into the season and was uh, out of shape. He didn't think that the season would happen as soon as it would. And yeah, I didn't think so either, but got to get that bread. They traded away. Um, I always want to call him Steph, Seth Curry. And that's hurt their three-point uh, shooting because Luke is not the best three-point shooter. He, ch he he chucks up some shots that even he has admitted himself, yeah, probably shouldn't be doing that. Got to work on that. And he does. I feel like that's his only flaw. 
And they, they traded Seth for uh, Josh, Josh Richardson. And lo and behold, they're one of the worst three-pointing sh uh, three-point shooting teams in the league. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Me as a Sixers fan totally saw this coming. But yeah, I think they just made some moves that aren't really going to work out. They're not working out now, and I don't see them getting better. But they can fix all this. And like I said before, you have time. This season might just be a bit of a wash. Look, you got playoff experience already for Luka. He has a marquee moment hitting a game winner. If you get in, it's just going to be more of that probably. You know, you just get bounced out in the first round. So, yeah, I think the offseason is going to say the most. It's going to be the most telling of what's going to happen for the Dallas Mavericks. It's not, you know, anybody improving on this roster, which that needs to happen as well. But figuring out what to do with Przingis is the biggest part of this roster. Um, Well, we got three teams left. Why's my iPad now? Fuck with me. Uh, Memphis. Still a fun team to watch, but things might get a little old if they look the same at the start of next season. Look, they're, like, ahead of where the Hornets are. Like, we've already seen that the Grizzlies are a fun team. They almost made the playoffs last year. Lost to a more experienced team, which, that happens. You guys are young. John Morant, I talked shit about him earlier, I guess, but I liked him more than Zion in the draft. I knew he was going to be drafted out of him. But I like this game a lot more. He's shooting 22% from three. That is not going to cut it anywhere. This is, motherfucker shooting 22% from three is the reason Ben Simmons doesn't shoot him. It's like, why the fuck would I want to look like that? That's a dead possession. Now, he doesn't shoot an amazing clip of him. So it's not as bad as how Westbrook I have you feeling some nights. But it's Westbrook-esque. But... Memphis is still super fun to watch. They play together as a unit. I don't know exactly what they need. Actually, no, I do. They need to get a vet in there. They they really need to get, like, a skilled vet because that's what's separating them and the Hornets, in my opinion. And if the Hornets are playing exactly how they're playing now, next season, I'm going to be saying everything I'm saying about the Grizzlies right now. This is cute. This is fun. It's League Pass TV, but I'm going to need more if you're going to be taken seriously. I think Gordon Hayward is what separates those two teams. So if the Grizzlies can get some, get an experienced vet, maybe a Harrison Barnes, something, somebody in that uniform, I think they'll be, you know, a playoff team that could maybe still around. With John Morant being the pit bull that he is. I think if you let him into the playoffs, we're going to get a lot of fucking highlights and we're going to see some upsets. Anyway, next, Pelicans. I'm up and down on the Pelicans all the time and I don't like Van Gundy as a coach. I think some of Zion's, well, I said it earlier, but I think some of Zion's athleticism has just zapped away, poofed. It's just gone. Maybe it's the weight. Maybe it's an injury we don't know about that's actually more significant. We'll never know. Well, we probably will, but not anytime soon. Yeah, I thought they should have cleaned house a little bit earlier, but 
You know, as Lonzo Ball has turned around, so has the team. It makes Zion a lot better. You need He needs a good point guard around him. He really does. I'm still upset with some of his rebounding numbers, but whatever. Um, Lonzo has made more three-pointers than Trey Young this season. A couple other players as well, some marquee names. He's playing really well as of late. He's not a very consistent guy. I don't know if Brandon Ingram fits in well with Zion. I'm just not sure, but the talent is on this roster. I don't know what Lonzo is going to do. Maybe he's going to try to go play with his brother. Maybe he's going to go be a running mate with with, uh, Zach Levine over in Chicago. That could fit and work very well. I'm not really sure, but so far the Pelicans go as Lonzo goes. So let's hope he stays playing at the caliber that he is, stays playing like a number two pick. And hopefully we've seen the leap. I feel like seeing his brother do his thing has pushed his game more. And I like that. You got to have that chip on your shoulder when you have so much talent and you've just underperformed. You can't waste your abilities like that. And he was. Or they were being wasted and then he started wasting them. It depends on how you look at the whole L.A. debacle. But he's just played so well lately that I'm like, bro, if you could just do this all the time. The defense is there. The shot is now there. The vision will always be there. Cut back on the turnovers. And yeah, what's not the like? Can't believe he was on the trading block just like two weeks ago. He's turned it around. I'm happy about it. Let's get to the last team. Houston Rockets. The rebuild starts now, guys. If it didn't start when you traded Westbrook and Harden, it's officially starting now. You've lost 16 straight games. You're looking like you're going to get a number one pick. You've traded for some picks, and that's great. You got Kevin Porter Jr. over there. Great pickup. Cost you nothing. Time to get John Wall up out of there. Time to trade P.J. Tucker. Time to trade Victor Oladipo. You guys need to be the number one sellers at the trade deadline. I see no reason why not. You're not competing for anything. Just start the shameless rebuild. I feel bad for what Harden did for you, uh, did to you guys, but this is just the hand you're being dealt right now. And you can either play it the right way or you can try to, you know, just keep this thing afloat. But I'm letting you know it's sinking. It's sinking real fast. 16 straight L's. Hey, the, hey Timberwolves still have a worse record than you guys for now. Uh, but still, start the rebuild. Short and sweet with you guys. I don't like what I see. Nobody does. Travis Scott is upset. Um, Guys, it's been a long time since I dropped the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. I'd lie to you and say I'm going to try to get things out more frequently. I'm going to do things at my own pace. If I feel like dropping an episode, it'll be dropped. If not, then you catch me on IG. Follow me on Twitter. We got a Facebook page. We got a whole website, too. Listen to some old episodes. We're going to try to get some videos up on the website as well. Some little short ones. Going to try to write some articles, too. Short and sweet. Keep it simple. But, yeah. It's been real. Take it easy, y'all.